Welcome back, everyone, to episode four. If I stop in the middle, it's because my mother's calling me. Here we go. As I pull up the fan fiction. Five down and three to go, love. Did you do this well last time? Ladias asked, earning a snort from Ash. Oh, no, I really didn't. For one, my traveling companions kept getting us lost. Two, they always got into trouble. Three, Misty and Brock couldn't stop complaining. And four, I got so distracted in some battles that I had to go back and rechallenge them. I think we already read this. Okay, sorry about that, everyone. Here we go. What is the new... What's the next gym, Max? Norman asked. Max, Gary, and Paul... Uh, I keep making these things. I'm sorry. Hmm... Sabrina, Moltres. <laughs> okay. When it came time to, ba- to battle the elites, he battles one every month. It's because he had a year to travel to Kanto, so they spaced it out. So in the seventh month, he challenged the first elite, elite Lorelei, who was an ice master with Pokemon. Dewey Dong was the first. Po- Dewey Gong, Dugong was the first Pokemon. Ash came up against, and Ash chose Talonflame. The ice type was strong, being able to withstand one flamethrower with a lot of damage. But Talonflame was able to survive the ice beam as well, meaning it had another shot of flamethrower. Dudong Dugong was not able to withstand this one and fainted. The second Pokemon he came up with was a Lapras. It was not an ice Pokemon, rather a water Pokemon. Lorelai didn't think that one through as Ash was to go first and the water was more susceptible to fire than ice was, meaning that Lapras did not withstand the water beam shot at it. The final Pokemon was a Jinx. This Pokemon was weak against Fire-type, as it was both Ice and Water-typed. Even though Talonflame was exhausted, it still managed to win with one strong flamethrower before passing out. A month, eighth month, later, he faced a second Elite. His name was Bruno, and he was an expert in fighting types. The first Pokemon was an Onyx, so Ash chose Novern, as he, uh... Had luck with the two Pokemon fighting. Turns out he was right again. One boom burst from Novern and Onyx was down. <clears throat> the second Pokemon was a Machamp. It was weakened by a boom burst, but not down. But it was not down. It hit Novern with a flying kick that damaged one of the wings. However, Novern was able to. Novern was able to. Give a Dragon Pulse and sit Machamp into a fint. Soon following. And the final Pokemon was a Hitmonlee. Ash thought about this one and decided to use Lucario, another fighting type. They both ordered they were both ordered to kick and punch at one another, since they were both fighting types and had mostly the same moves. Except Ash asked for an Aura Sphere that knocked the Pokemon out and caused him to win. On the ninth month he challenged a third elite third elite, I'll eventually learn how to speak. A woman named Agatha, who's a specialist in ghost types. The one Pokemon did not have a lot of. The one Pokemon that Ash did not have a lot of. The first Pokemon he had to go to was against Arbok. Ash had a lot of practice with this type of Pokemon since Jesse of Team Rocket. Wow, do we all not know? Hey, everyone know who Team Rocket is? We, we know that there's Jesse. Okay, I'll stop. Had his Pokemon. So he chose Pikachu, who took out the snake with one strong Thunderbolt. The second Pokemon was a Crobat. Again... This one was easy with Pikachu, who stunned it with a thunderbolt and jumped into the air and delivered an iron ball tail. 
causing the bat to faint. Also, this Pokemon was still not good enough to beat Pikachu after using... Oh, sorry, my father's calling. Alright, we're back. Sorry, I had to answer that phone call. Here we go. Man who specializes in dragons, ghost types. The final Pokemon I had to fight was one of the toughest po ghost Pokemon there was. Gengar, a naughty Pokemon that would prank anyone. This Pokemon was still not good enough to beat Pikachu. After using Volt Tackle to paralyze the ghost, he used the Thunderbolt at close range to win the battle. On the 10th month, it was time for Ash to face his final elite before moving on. The last elite was Lance, a man who specialized in dragon-type Pokemon. Ash could not get worried or nervous now that he had to do this. I'm pretty sure you're allowed to get worried or nervous, Ashy boy. To prove all of his ex-friends that they were wrong about him, Ash also knew he wouldn't lose with Latias and his family cheering him on. The first Pokemon was a Dragonair, so Ash called on Gudra. Gudra used Water Whip to grip onto Dragonair, then uh, sent a close-range bubble beam, bubble beam on the Pokemon. A bubble beam that was so close, a bubble beam that close would cause severe damage. Dragonair was down. Ash then had to face Dragonite. By using Tackle and Body Slam, Dragonite was down in a matter of minutes. The final Pokemon was Aerodactyl, a legendary Pokemon but not as powerful. This Pokemon was able to take a Gudra down. Was able to take Gudra down with a wing attack from above that Gudra could not protect against. Ash thought if Ash was, if Lance was using a partially legendary Pokemon, then he would use one too. So he chose Lugia, a dragon and water Pokemon that seemed to startle the elite. Obviously not expecting an actual legendary, but he didn't falter in his battling. Aerodactyl uh, was strong, but Lugia was stronger still. By using a combination of Bubble Beam. And uh, Dragon Pulse, he was able to defeat Aerodactyl in his final elite. Making sure we're still recording and clearing out my notifications. This was it. He had gotten all his badges. He won at the Cantilene and now defeated the four elites of Kanto. This means he was going on to be facing the champion in one month. Ash just had to, admit the elite, had to admit that the elites were strong, stronger than the gym leaders and those in the league, but still not strong enough to beat him. In the 11th month of being in Kanto, Ash went to face the champion. He found out it was someone by the name he was going, he was going by to the world, Red. Oh, Red's here. Great. When Ash came to face the champion, he decided he was not going to use any legendary. He didn't want people to think he won because he had a legendary. No, he wanted people he, he wanted people to see he won because he had strong Pokemon and a special bomb with them. So, you're here to challenge the champion. It has been a long time since I battled anyone winning this title. My name is Red, the champion said, sticking out his hand for Ash to, cha Ash to shake. <clears throat> My name is also Red, Red Satoshi, Ash said, taking the hand. Oh, you're the trainer I hear, I hear is doing all his journeys because he didn't win leagues. And he caught some legendaries? <clears throat> Red asked with a smile on his face. Yeah, that's me, but I won't be using them in this battle. I want to win with for, win for my talent and, my, and with my Pokemon. I know the legendaries do have more power than normal Pokemon, Ash explained. Okay, but after this battle, you have to show me all the legendaries you have. Will you? I've never seen one. Didn't Red see Arceus? 
Never mind, never mind. Technicalities. Ash just nodded his head and the match began. The first Pokemon the champion selected was a Pikachu. So Ash decided to go with Gudra, who Red would not know much about. Red only thought this was a dragon Pokemon, so he launched an Iron Tail, but it was blocked by Bide. Then it was Gudra to go. It was then Gudra to go. Gudra used a mix of Dragon Pulse and Water Pulse. It hit Pikachu directly, causing it to faint. Red complimented Ash on his technique of choosing that Pokemon with two attacks combined, and he chose Poliwhirl as the second Pokemon. Ash took out his Gudra and chose Novern, who used Sonic Boom in the field to make it uh, uneven for the water Pokemon to stand on. With Novern in the air and Poliwhirl stuck on the ground, it was easy for Novern to use the wind attack, causing the Frogbite Pokemon to be taken out. Once again, Red, con Red congratulated on his use of moves and the way he had been able to use the field as well, and then he chose his third and last Pokemon, which is a Snorlax. Ash let Novern keep battling, but the loud sounds it made only made the large Pokemon more mad, so it attacked and caused Novern to be lost out, knocked out. Ash called back Gudra, who was very tired, and went out with a single body slam. Ash only had one more Pokemon left, and he didn't know if it was for the power match for the power of Snorlax. Maynard's his fiance, his finance, cheering him on, getting that sweet money, and his family doing the same thing. So he called out the final Pokemon. Halucha was much smaller than Snorlax, Snorlax, but they had the same power and the same type of battling. So he thought this would give him a chance. Halucha and Snorlax went at it with punches and kick, with punched and kicks. Snorlax shot an ice beam and Halucha dogged it, do dodged it. However, Halucha was one. However, Halucha was much. Halucha was much smaller. Halucha dodged it. However, Halucha had one move that won this match: Feather Dance. This movement that Halucha was hidden behind a load of feathers, in a way that Snorlax would not be able to find him. So after the large Pokemon was blinded, Halucha rose above it, instead doing a combo move of Sky Attack and Sky Drop. This then made the large Pokemon wobble before collapsing onto the ground. Wow, Red! I am impressed. There is no more deserving of this title than you. Red said as they shook hands. What Ash failed to notice was the press all around the room. Aren't they on a mountain? Never mind, never mind. Waiting to see if they would have a new champion. This would be one in the, this would be in all of the regions for the next few days. Now I think I promised to let you see the legendaries. So for the next few hours, everyone showed their legendaries one by one, and then Ash showed them his. It took a really long time considering how many Ash has. Red was impressed that someone had nearly all the legendaries. <coughs> And that the fam his family had the ones he didn't have. He knew it would be no that no one would be getting the title champion from this boy for a long time. Until the next game. <laughs> after the shock died down a bit, Ash and his family would spent the last month relaxing and after all the excitement they had been through. And Ash and Ash all of the battling he had to do. But he had done it. He was now the Kanto champion, and all the regions knew it now. He has already proven his friends wrong. One down and six more to go, Ash said to his group as they relaxed in the forest. They'll be leaving tomorrow to head to the next region. Kanto will finally be out of the system. He knew he had proven the traitors wrong, that he was more powerful than they thought he would be. But the fact remains, he's not done yet. Okay, I'm going to go for ten minutes on this one, and then I'll do another ten minutes, and we'll put it in intermission because I got to 
handle something with my dog once the 10-minute mark hits. He's not okay. Ash and his family relaxed one month now after Ash defeated Red and Kanto. They decided to stay in contact with one another as they had a lot in common. Ash did not want Red to know who he really was just yet, but he thought in the future he'd be able to share it with the, with the ex-champion. You did it, love. You are now the Kanto champion, Ladius squealed. Ash over felt bad. It had been a year since he proposed to the dragon Pokemon, and they had done nothing for it. Ash had been so focused that he hadn't even made love to his girlfriend. Why are we discussing this? And they haven't talked about the wedding yet. The wedding would be more important than sex. All I'm going to say. Ladius, I'm sorry we haven't talked about the wedding. Oh, don't worry, Ash. I know this is important to you. Ladius explained. She didn't mind as long as she talked about this, but there was a part of her that wanted to be married to Ash sooner rather than later. Because that's what every girl inspires to be. Married. <laughs> eh, moving on. Ladius must have forgotten to close her mind as Ash heard everything she was thinking. She didn't mind that they had not talked about it, but she did not want to be but she did want to be married soon. He understood the feeling. Whenever they went whenever they, wherever they went, all the males stared at Ladias like they wanted to jump her. He wanted to marry her so she was his and only his. <sighs> Don't be that possessive of your partner. All I'm gonna say. <sighs> I promise during the first couple of months we will talk about this wedding, okay? At least then we'd have an idea, as said to his finance, who, who smiled and shook her head happily. A few days later, they were on the boat to Johto, and Ash couldn't be happier that he was leaving Kanto. I'm glad we're out of that region. Seeing those two brought back bad memories. So we're going to stick to our routine, to our routine then. First few months, we'll spend looking around and getting to know the area and getting to know it. Around the third slash fourth month, we'll start catching Pokemon. And then the fifth month, we'll train them and then head off to the first gym. In the sixth month, Ash asked, Ash asked his family... He always asked them what they wanted to do before they got to their destination. I want to make sure everyone was happy and that everyone was comfortable with what they were going to do. Everyone nodded their heads at him and he nodded back. They're on a boat only a few hours at a time as Johto was close to Kanto. And when they got off the ship, they immediately went off of on their journey. Everyone in the not like the previous two years, they had spent the first month, the first month traveling around going to every area that they could see in the Johto region. Johto was one of the bigger areas with the small islands surrounding it. They also explored all of these too. The next months were spent by Ash telling them all about the area. This was one area that none of them had ever seen before, so they relied on Ash to tell them what was good and what was bad. Ash also went through the Nanodex after seeing a list of all the Pokemon available in the Johto region. That was another good thing about the Nanodex. If you ask it about, about Pokemon in a certain region, it'll bring up a list of all the known ones, which makes it easier to look for Pokemon that interest you. It only took them a few days to listen to Ash explain and show them all the Pokemon. By the end, they all had Pokemon they wanted to catch. And that is 10 minutes. I'll continue on with another. I'll put in a little blip of music, and we'll just, uh... You know what, I'll leave the music out. We'll treat this like a normal 20-minute episode, and I'll be right back. Thank you. As I try to stop the timer. Not notifications. Hello, everyone. I'm actually in the process of making part four. So this will all probably be uploaded by Friday instead of Thursday. 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm just tired. Let's go. A lot of role plays, so let's just finish this up. Ash is congratulated on his win, as well as capturing a legendary Pokemon. And was given the Zephyr Badge. Zephyr. They shook hands before Ash and his family left the gym and headed for the next one. The next gym was called Alaza Gym and was led by Bugsy, who specialized in Bug-type Pokemon. The gym was also quite close to where they were, but it began to rain, so they went into the shelter of a cave until the rain stopped. When the rain stopped, they uh, headed off to the gym and arrived in three hours. Ash decided to go with Legendary first this time. He wanted to see if they could go a full battle without having to be changed out. Spinarax is the one that Ash is up against, so he chose Zevolpel. This Pokemon is a destruction Pokemon, so it could do well against a Bug-type. Balto used Oblivion Wing to attack the Bug. It was not able to withstand such a strong attack. The next Pokemon they had to face was Metapod, which is a cocoon. Yvalto used Hurricane to attack the Pokemon, and it blew off the floor of the field, hit the trees, and other objects it was spun around, as it was spun around. This caused it to faint without even throwing out an attack. Ash knew this locked Pokemon he was going to face was Scyther, the strongest Pokemon that Bugsy had. It put up a good fight, even managing to land a few hits on the destruction Pokemon, but ultimately it lost Yvalto using Dragon Rush head-on. He was awarded the Hive Badge before they left. This happened for every one of the other gyms. Ash was winning all those battles with no problem. It was confusing how he was doing so well that he was struggling with the last time he faced all these trainers. The next gym they went to was called Goldenrod, and it was led by Whitney, a trainer who specialized in normal-type Pokemon. The first Pokemon she chose was Clefairy. Was was Bree can't speak. Ash remembered that his Pokemon... That, that, that this Pokemon was her ace and seemed to be the one who favored by her. Ash decided to go with Pikachu. The, clear, the fairy type was very strong and put up a good fight, but ultimately it was Pikachu who won with a Volt Tackle, followed by a Thunderbolt. The next Pokemon he had to face was Nidorina, who was able to beat Pikachu by poisoning him. Ash Finn chose Talonflame, who beat Nidorina with a wing attack, followed by Flamethrower. The final Pokemon that Ash had to face was Miltank, a Pokemon he remembered beat his team with the use of Rollout. Ash chose the perfect Pokemon to beat this in Talonflame, as, he was able to, as it was a uh, flying Pokemon, meaning Miltic was not able to perform more rollout. Talonflame won this battle by using Brave Bird, which Miltank was not able to dodge. This earned Ash the Plane Badge. Down in the forest. Excuse my singing. The next gym is the Ucrete Gym, which is led by a man named Mording, specializing in ghost-type Pokemon, said Max, as they walked the short distance to the gym. They got there in two hours and met with a welcome to the gym. The first Sash for Pokemon the Ghost Master chose was Gengar. Ash chose Gudra, who was able to defeat it after hitting it with a Dragon Pulse. Gengar had took some damage into Gudra, and the Dragon Pokemon was a little tired now. The next Pokemon that Morty, that Morty picked was Ghastly. The first evolved form of Gengar, who was the final evolution. Gudra was too tired and it collapsed after one attack called Nightshade. Ash chose to go with Talonflame, who was able to scorch the ghost Pokemon into fading. The final Pokemon that Ash was to face that Ash to face was Haunter, who was able to use hypnosis followed by Shadow Punch to knock Talonflame out. Ash had a surprise for his final Pokemon. If he was a gamer, gamer Pokemon Ghost Trainer Pokemon, why not show him a legendary ghost? Ash chose Giratina. 
After Morty got over the fact the battle continued, Ash won greatly with Giratina using Ominous Wind, which blew Haunter around and hitting many objects. Giratina caught it for a crash to the ground. This made Ash the winner, and he was awarded the Fog Badge. One more minute. Ash was congratulated with getting the badge and was getting on the legendary before they headed to the next gym. The next gym they headed to was the Cyanwood Gym, which was headed by Chuck, who was a fighting type master. They decided this would be a two-on-two as the Pokemon, as that was all Pokemon Chuck had on him at the time. The first Pokemon that Ash came up against was the strong Machoke, while Ash went with Greninja. Machoke was good, but Greninja was faster. Greninja used Water Shuriken to win the match. Chuck then chose Polyrath, who unfortunately did not match up to Greninja when it leveled up. The Shuriken that he throws when leveled were almost double the size of the Water-type Pokemon. So this meant Ash won the Storm Badge, and possibly cut up a Poliwag. Polyrath. Once again, Ash was congratulated on the match, as well as the powerful Giratina he, uh, Greninja he had. They shook hands before they parted ways, and Ash moved on to the next gym. And that is five minutes, and I will continue tomorrow. Down. Alright, everyone. Instead of reading the full fic, I've decided to just skip the last to the last minutes, because I have more fics I want to do. And this one is incredibly long, so let's just handle that, why don't we? Let's make sure I'm recording. Alright, let's go. Once I pull it up. We're just going to pull up to the last few minutes, and I'll just read it aloud, okay? Okay. Halfway through. Okay. Hold up. Okay. That is why you ordered us out of the house four months ago. Max said, as he remembered that day, Ash had come down from his room sweating and asked them all to leave the house for the rest of the day, asking for them to take all the Pokemon as well. No one knew why they didn't want to pressure Ash, but they had always wanted to know. Yes, he was going to help me. You see, me and Ash had already mated before the wedding, meaning we were already mates. If a female's mated when they go into it, to it then, it was only affect their mates, but she's not that she's fair game to other Pokemon to breed her. Did Ash and Latius do it? Wait, 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 wait. So that means their kids are Pokemon human. Nope, 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 nope. Not dealing with this. Moving right along. Okay. Pokemon can only get pregnant. Uh, yep. When they mate in heat. This is how it... This... This is how it is different than 
for humans who who can mate and breed at any time. Gladius explained. That explains why you haven't gotten pregnant before my child. It is because in the first seat you ever had, you were still young Pokemon. If you were human, oh goody. Sorry, I have to clear my notifications again, but we are going to finish this part. Uh, yes, yes, dang, I'm robot. I know. I know, I know, I know. <sighs> okay. She will not have another... How many kids will she have? Caroline asked. She wanted Ash and Latias to have a lot of kids. Caroline, Ash is now your son. Why do you want... Ugh. But she did not want them all at once. He will no she will now not have another heat cycle until after the children are born. And so there will be another few years until the next heat cycle. And knows when they have children and gives a few years to be ready for the process to be repeated. Arcus explained. And Carolyn was relieved. I can't believe I'm going to be a parent, Ash said. Oh, don't worry, Ash. We can't believe it either. As he looked at Latias and smiled, he knew there was going to... They were going to be their best. Ash had not grown up with a father, and he had refused. He had refused to be anything like his mother. He would be a father to his own in his own way. He just hoped that one day his father would find him. He had realized that. Only, yes, Daddy. Hi, baby. Hi, Daddy. Oh, we did a pod thing. Yeah, I'm recording. Oh, what I'm do you? Sorry. No, what do you need? No, I just said help. Oh, hi. <laughs> I'll finish up and I'll be out there. <sighs> This, he just hoped that one day his father would find him. He realized he called Norman Dad. This means he would be able to call Red Father, Carolyn Mum, and Norman Dad. <sighs> okay, well, Red is Ash's parents now. I get it. I probably should have gone back and read the other stuff, but I am tired of this fic, which is why there was such a long hiatus. Sorry about that. Uh, let's just get this done, and we can hopefully move on to another more interesting one from Danganronpa. The moment was ruined, and a large Pidgeot. Uh, and you all know we are going to be the best parents of those children. You will have us help, too, Paul said. There's none of their head, including all the Pokemon. The moment was ruined, and a large Pidgeot came swooping down to them, and in its beak was a letter. The bird landed right in front of Ash and handed the letter to him. When Ash looked, there was, in fact, two letters instead of one that Ash had seen. Ash had also feeling this bird was very familiar. When he read the letter, he knew why. Ash, I hope this letter reaches you in time. You and your chosen elites will not need to come for a longer period of time than what we discussed previously. Previously, you have been formally invited to the Tournament of Champions, an exclusive battling tournament with champions, elites, gym leaders, and strong trainers, trainers all there to participate. It is a tournament for the strongest and the best of the best. You are the champion of all the regions, and you are the ultimate race. You are a Pokemon master, and you are a very strong stranger. This also applies to Paul, Chase, Gary, and Alan. Okay, Alan's here! Hooray! What are they doing to my boy? They've also been given a letter saying they are invited to this tournament. Also, I hope that you attend. 
You all will attend. I've also been informed that your ex-friends have also been invited, though I do not know how this has happened. I look forward to seeing you, Charles Goodshow. Oh, goody. So they're still the ex-friends, even though it's been, like, three years now. Yes, I'm going to hate these people for all eternity because they they made me angry. That's how we handle things in this society. Ash smiled when he read this, so he was finally achieving his dream. He'd become a Pokemon master and he had done so much more without his ex-friends than he had done with them. He was not happy. He was happy to hear the tur- about this tournament and was happy to know that his family were also going to be participating. He was not looking forward to meeting all the traitors again, but he was excited to prove them wrong in what they said about him. Letter 2 read as follows. Mr. Satoshi, we are pleased to extend a warm welcome to our Tournament of Champions. This is an exclusive tournament for the best of the best, and we have heard good things about you. If you're interested in this tournament, you please come to the Indigo Plateau in one week to register. Pokemon Committee. Well... It says I have to go to the we have to go to the Intigo Plateau to register. That must be where it is being held. <coughs> I am shocked the traders even got in. I bet Brossy and Mi- I beat Bros- Brock and Misty so easily it's like they weren't even gym leaders. Ash sneered as he thought about them because you know our boy Ash he holds all the grudges. Because that's how Ash works. I guess I don't know. I don't like this author's interpretation of Ash. If you can't tell. Paul, Chase, Gary, and Aelin also had letters that came with birds and didn't even bother to read them. They knew who they were from and what they contained. However, all of them thanked the birds and gave them treats before they took of back to their home. Just think of it this way, my love. You're going to prove to them just how good you are, Latias said. Latias had gone up to change clothes for the bird had arrived and came back down to hear what the letter said. Now she was pregnant and not fat, she wanted to show her four-month belly bump, which could not be seen easily in the tight tight blue top that she had changed into. All right, Latias is part human in this. I'm fine. Ash turned to look at her, and when he heard her voice, and he smiled, and he saw her. His wife carried pregnancy well, and made him feel so in love with her and their child, as well as protective when he went to see the bump in her clothes. This is a, also to warn other men like Brock, who would try to make a move on her. If they see the pregnant belly in the rings, and they would not there. Wow, you, you have not been outside, have you? Have you, Pharaoh's queen? Okay, I'll stop now. So what are we going to do? Are you going to enter it, Ash? Alain asked, even though he already knew the answer. My boy, you don't need to be in this fic. I'm so sorry you're here. Of course we are. Besides, I am the champion of all the regions and the ultimate race. I have got to be there. As do you four, anyway. You are the new elites of all the regions. (sighs) Ash explained, which caused him to earn nods of understanding. That's my Ash, Ladia said as she pecked him on the cheek, which caused Ash to blush. This reeks of 1950s housewifery. Everyone go and pack. The Indigo Plateau is in the Kanto region, and that is furthest away from us. We will take our flying Pokemon to the plateau. It should be quicker, Ash explained. He remembered how long it took to get there when he was last visiting, but he knew if they took the flying Pokemon then he uh, they had, then it would make it sooner. Okay. Ash decided that he would use Lu- that he would use Luigi to get there. Most of the people would know that he was the one with the legendary Pokemon, and he'll be damned if he does not use them. 
Latias will be riding with Els, was going to save her legendaries for a special time, and Ash was saving some of his also. Paul and Chase are going to fly on Chase's Novern. Gary and Alan are going to fly on Alan's Charizard. Norman and Caroline are going to fly on Caroline's Salamace. Max and Bonnie are going to fly on Max's Charizard. They were excited for this, and Ash realized that, that this was what he had been feeling. He knew that he had been feeling was in he was was he knew that what he was feeling when he was going to get revenge for what they did to him, but he had no idea it would be this soon. Everyone else was thinking along the same track, but they also had a feeling new adventure. They also had a feeling that a new adventure was coming, and they were going to get revenge for what those people had done. But they never thought it was going to come this quickly. None of them were going to complain, though, and with one to hug everyone else, they all departed to their rooms. They're there now, so they could pack. Ash and Latias were alone. It all came down to them. They were going to be parents. They were going to be parents, and while they were happy with this fact, they're both nervous that they were going to do the wrong thing. Do not worry, my love. We are going to love and raise these babies no matter what, and our family will help. Oh, there's two of them. Oh, goody, twins. Goody. Someone open your TV dopes page. There is something I need to tell you and, uh, and to ask you. <clears throat> Ash said he had never told Latias of his true father, and he felt the time was drawing nearer. You never told the audience of your true father, Ash. What is it? You know you can tell me anything, Latias said. She was not cross that he had kept this from her. She knew that it must be important he would do this. Well, when I was younger, my Dahlia, my ex-mother, told me that my father was dead. That it was my fault if I hadn't been born and my father would never have been killed. Okay, no. No. <coughs> Pardon me. No. Dahlia is not like this. I... I've been watching the new Pokemon series, and I can tell you, Dahlia is not like this. I don't know about her older rendition, but not my Dahlia. Not my Dahlia. Okay, let's just go on. Gary's grandpa wanted to take me in, but he knew Dahlia was never sign me over, so he made his job to invite me over to theirs as often as he could. And invite me out to play with Gary often enough so I wouldn't have to go to that house that that woman who called herself my mother. Ash took a break to gauge his wife's reaction. Latias was shocked to hear this when she had met Ash, Brox, and Misty. They had all spoken highly of Delia Ketchum. Well, Ash and Brock did. Well, Misty and Brock did. I'll take my dog. Sparky, out. Two, I'm recording. Sorry. Latias <sighs> could sense there was always something wrong with that woman that made Ash uncomfortable with his own mother. Continue, Ash, dear, she told him softly. Clearing out my notifs, clearing out my notifs, clearing, clearing, clearing out my notifs. Latias then had an idea. She knew a way to calm down Ash. She reached down and grabbed the hand for pulling him to the bed. She laid down on the bottom and he placed into her side. This meant Ash's head was resting on her tummy where their babies were. Ash sighed and reached his hand to place on the bump and softly stroked. Latias was right. They may not have known about the baby for a long time, but already was protective of it. And more protective of her as well. She knew this to calm him down enough to talk. Thank you, my love. Anyway, I always felt that my mother was al my father was alive. Just like I could sense the approach of the tournament I am entering, and I know he's looking for me. 
Norman and Caroline are my mom and dad, but he is still my biological father. You think he would, they would hate me if I called him father while calling Norman and, Carol, Norman and Caroline dad and mum? He was almost ready to answer. Ladias could see they were, this was really affecting her love. Ash, darling, they will love you no matter what. Checking the time. If Dahlia's really like you say, then it is. would not surprise me if he felt left out because of, if he left because of her. By the sounds of it, he did not even know she was pregnant, and you were what she took that anger out on you. By saying he was dead, it meant she would not have to face the fact that her husband left her. Your father probably found out you are his son, and he wants to find you. Norman and Caroline are going to understand this, so it will be your mom and dad, but he is always going to be your father, and they will be proud of that. While I continue to pack, why don't you go talk to them? Ladias said and was rewarded with a kiss. You are too good for me, my love, Ladias said. Ash said as he looked in the amber eyes he loved so much. Okay, I'm not here to hit anyone's ships, but this is literally, despite all this mumbo-jumbo, a Pokemon and a human who are going to have children. <sighs> Mom, Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? He knew that his voice was shaky, and this is what his parents had turned, and this is what his parents had turned seeing so quickly. Of course you can, son. We are here for all of you. Now, what is wrong? Norman asked. He led his son over to a large bed. Sparky, leave. Shoot. Go. Time to go. I'm recording. Leave. Sorry, dog. But he was scared about how his new parents were going to take it. When he told them, he expected to see every faces, but instead they were smiling. Ash, this is great news, Carolyn squealed. It is? asked Ash. He was very confused. Of course it is. You get to meet your real father, and we get to tell him embarrassing things about you. Norman said, smirking at Ash. Notifications. Okay, 16 minutes, and we're going to hit our 20-minute stopping point, and uh, I'm going to put some music on for you guys. Tommy. Tommy, we're recording. Why are you here? Hi. Why are you here? Cats, man. Of course he is your father. And besides, you told us he would be mom and dad and he would be father. It's just like having three parents. Besides, if what Ladias is saying is true, and it most likely is, and this man has not known he had a son for 19 years. It's been 19 years? I thought he was 15. Tommy, you're not jumping on my desk. No cat. Come on, buddy. Come on. Now give me everyone. My cat is being forcefully held against his will during this recording so he doesn't make any more background noise. Carolyn and Tom... Hi, Tommy. No, we will find you, and when he does, he will be welcome into the family as brother to us and a third parent to you and the others. Norman explained. Ash was so happy, he stood up and hugged both of his parents tightly before running out of the room to help Ladias. 17 minutes. He's going to be even happier when Red comes to home to him. We may be his parents, but he wishes to know the man... That created him. If I remember Red correctly, that he's going to be looking all over for his son, Carolyn said. Norman nodded. Carolyn and Norman had been friends with Red when they were young. He used to live in the same region as them, but his parents forced him to move to another region when he was 15 years old. They heard the woman he took on his wife did to him. They were shocked. 
He told them he was leaving her, and Kanto began to travel. And Kanto, behind to travel, so he would come to them soon, and he would come to see them soon. They had no idea the man. They had no idea the man would know he had a son, but they were not going to stop their friend from getting to know his own son. That just wasn't in their nature. Besides, I think it'd be cool to have three parents. Him and those babies are going to be so spoiled. When Red comes back and learns he's not only a father, but a father-in-law as well as a grandpa. Sorry, Tommy, you're you're in baby jail. You have to stay beside me while I record. Carolyn nodded her head and smiled as well. Yes, with the addition of Red, there would be many, there would be complete. There would only, they only had to wait for the rest of the children to marry, and the only additions to the family are going to be the children. Back in Latias and Ash's room, she was almost done with packing. Tommy, you're hurting me. Since she was a psychic Pokemon, she was able to do this using her powers. She was so happy when Ash came in. He gave her a big kiss, rubbed her tummy, and told her what Norman and Carolyn had to say. She also knew that their family was complete when everyone married. Only children will be added to the family. So it's the, the way this is worded, it sounds like everyone's going to marry each other. I really hope that's not how it turns out. I really hope. I know I keep counting down the minutes, but this is a very painful fic, and my cat is trying to get away. His family was... Ash couldn't be happier. He had a loving wife who he loved very much, two children on the way, a mom and a dad who loved him, friends slash brothers who would not leave him, loyal, loving Pokemon who would always stay with him. On top of that, he now had his father looking for him. His family was almost complete, and now he couldn't wait to go to this tournament, as this is where he knew he would meet his father. Tommy, you're almost done. It's okay, big boy. Tommy. Cat. Two more minutes, okay, buddy? One more minute, okay? Okay, Tommy, you're free. You did good. You can leave now. Alright, everyone. That is our uh, part. I'll continue after this break. Alright, here we go again. Ash, Latias, Paul, Chase, Gary, Alan, Max, Bonnie, Norman, and Caroline were getting ready to head to the tournament. Where the heck is my sleep mask? Found it. Of champions in a couple of days, but Ash had another feeling and decided to bring it up his family. Ash, what is it? You've been staring into his face for a while, Carolyn asked her son. Do you guys remember when I said I had a feeling that this tournament was coming up, even though I had no clue? Ash asked. To him, it had been a bit weird saying this to his family. It made him feel like he was insane, listing some feelings that the others had not been getting. Yes, of course we do. When you first said we thought you were insane, but when it really happened, we began to change our mind. At this point, Ash's two Lucario came out of their Pokemons. I think I can answer that one, Master. Of course Lucario started calling Ash Master. Of course he wouldn't keep that sacred title for Sir Aaron. Of course not! Ash is the king of this entire universe in this fic. I feel like this person would have just been fine making a, like, Gary Stu character and put it in the place of Ash and we wouldn't be able to tell the difference. 
Ash had gotten very confused when it came to his two Lucarios, so he decided to give them both names. The white and silver Lucario belonged to Sir El Aaron was called Aaron. Black and Lucario was called Oran. This made it easier for Ash to tell Ash and the two Pokemon. What can you tell me? Ash asked some of his most loyal Pokemon. Ash knew that all his Pokemon loved him and remained loyal to him, but Pikachu had been with him the longest, so he knew he would never leave him. <clears throat> as well as that, Aaron and Oran were both his mentors. So he knew they would not leave him either. Well, as you're a descendant of Sir Aaron... Is that canon? I'm, I'm not even... I'm not being rude. I'm genuinely asking. Is that canon? Can someone tell me this? It was one of the first and only people to ever manage the power of Aura. I was the only Pokemon that Sir Aaron had, and I was the only Pokemon who could use Aura, Aaron said. Ash was confused. But Aaron, all of my other Pokemon can use Aura. They use the power of their moves and energy while battling. We have not yet used it in a battle, but they can all use it, so how come only you could? You have a great amount of aura within you, even more than Aaron. You have transferred some of your aura into all your Pokemon because you are so powerful. You have not even noticed you have done so. Wouldn't you notice your own life force leaving your body? This is why you can understand all of the Pokemon, because you are using aura. Dear God. Ash had realized that he'd become the ultimate ace. He could hear all of his Pokemon, and not just the ones he could hear through telepathy in his head. He could hear every single one of his Pokemon, as well as the Pokemon from everyone else in the family. It was very useful and meant he would not have to ask Latias what all the Pokemon wanted. He needed to know. Yes, and also, this aura increases your feelings. The same thing happened to all aura guardians. Lucario born, raised, and trained in the Lucarion Village. Lucarion Village. Again, is this a real place in canon? Someone tell me. Where we learn all about Aura as a Pokemon who help those who use its power. All people who are in Aura have sensitive emotions and feelings. You can sense other emotions and feelings from the people around you. So you sensing happen, then listen as they will be right. Aaron said, after Ash nodded in understanding, Aaron and Aaron returned to the other Pokemon so they could play. Have you been feeling another love? Have you have have you been having another feeling love? Latias asked, as if she if he was, she could hope it was only a good feeling. Yes, I have, and I've been feeling that my birth father is close. I sense he will find us in one day. Ash said, earning shocked gasps from his family. When will he be here? And will it, will we even be here in a day? Bonnie asked. It was only a short week before the tournament began, and she knew they were going to have to leave soon order and get their time to register the boys. Yes, we will. Of course, Bonnie's not fighting, but just as the boys. Uh, going to take this boat, then we'll have to leave now. But we are not going to use our flying Pokemon. We will take us less time. We'll not have to leave here for another day, two days. Ash told them they all nodded. Ever since Ash started his sensing his father, he was looking, walking for him. He was excited to be found. Back when he was a child and his mother still loved him, she told him how nice and caring his father was, which is why he was always so confused when his father left him, but they had been told he was dead and never see him again. That was when his mother had lost all love for her son. Are you sure when to meet him, Ash? Norman asked. He had no hate for the idea of Ash meeting his father. He had a feeling it was Delilah Ketchum who drove the man away without even knowing she was pregnant. Somehow the man was found out the truth and is looking for his son. When he finds that Norman was going to be a debt to Ash as well as his real father. Norman thought Ash was pretty lucky. He had a wife, twins on the way, two fathers, a mother, a brother, a lot of friends who were like family. Yes, Ash was a very lucky person. Thank you for resetting the point you've been saying for the past five paragraphs. 
Yes, you are. You're my adoptive parents, and I will call you mom and dad, but he is my father. He is my real father, and as such, you'll be called father. Just think of this way. They explained it to you. You don't need to explain it to them. That's ridiculous. I'm just skipping. Yeah, well then, we must all pack and be ready to leave. I get the feeling that Red Ketchum, Ash's father, will be with us when he finds you, and he may bring with him someone else. What do you mean? Well, Ash, think about it. You are 19. Your father left before you were born. I mean, he had been single for 19 years. I would think now he has a wife and maybe some kids. Who knows? You could be a big brother. Ash's smiles grew. So uh, you're telling me that not only would I have two fathers, or that I would have two fathers, but there's a chance I would have two mothers and some siblings? Ash asked happily, earning knots from his parents. That's so cool, Ash yelled. And just as they did, Ash's family waited for one more day. They were lounging in the living room when the morning came in, when the knock on the door came in, came. The butler was the one who answered it and reported back to the family. Miss Norman, Miss Caroline, and Mr. Red Ketchum is here to see you, the butler said before leaving the room. Ash and his family suspected that Red had found out where Norman and Caroline lived and came to find them, thinking they would have known where his son was. He didn't know Ash was also here, so Ash was going to play a little game. Red, it has been a long time. A voice that came through the door, Ash standing beside, was standing beside. A voice that sounded so familiar to his own. That sounded so similar to his own. Yes, my old friends, I have come to ask you for a favor. Let me guess, you want help finding your son? Carolyn asked. Red looked shocked. How could you know that? Then Ash stepped behind the door and looked there, said the man. Because I told him you were coming. At the sound of the voice, so like his own, Red only turned to look into the eyes of his own. Red was an older version of Ash. They had raven black and messy hair, the same brown eyes, and the rain and the same zigzag lines on the cheek. There were no mistaking they were two that these two were father and son. Ash, the man asked, the boy shocked. And Ash nodded his head. My name is Red Ketchum. I am your father, he told the boy. Yes, I know. You see, I inherited our ancestors' aura powers. I have been sensing you for a while now. You're an aura guardian too? Aura guardian too? Red asked. Sort of. I have the powers, but I'm not an aura guardian yet. I take it you are? He asked, which he got a nod. I have to tell you that Norman and Carolyn adopted me. As the son, when Delia, when Del, when, when Delia, when Delilah, when Delia betrayed betrayed me along with some ex friends, they are my mom and dad. Had Red's face dropped and a sad look appeared on his face. But you are my father, and Delia told me you were dead. I want to get to know you and to be your son. But what about Norman and Caroline? You will see. Ash has a way with people, and okay. Yes, it will be like if you had three parents instead of two, Carolyn said. We're just going to skip all this because we've reiterated it 15 times. That sounds like a good idea. And yes, it will be four as I am married, he said to them. Who is my mother-in-law? Ash said, interested. That would be me, a voice said behind Red. A voice sounded similar to some of the people in the room. From Red stepped behind a woman that they all knew. She had long blonde hair, bright blue eyes, and was very tall. Her name was Cynthia. Isn't Red like 10 years younger than Cynthia? Maybe I've got my canon wrong because I haven't watched the original anime or played Red or Blue. I mean, I watched the original anime when I was like 10 and I haven't, I've never played Red or Blue. 
She was the ex-champion of Sinnoh. Cynthia, you were married to my father and never told me? Ash asked. He was surprised. He had thought they were close to one another. If she knew something, she would tell him, especially if she had something to do with a father he thought dead. Of course not, Ash. To be quite honest, I thought he was your older brother or something. I had no idea he was your father, and neither did Red. When I told him about you, he figured he out he had a son. We had only been married for a short time. He was going by a different name when we met. So when we got married, he told me his true name, and, uh, and I told him about you. We left right after we got back from our honeymoon. I believe you. Through the power of aura, no one can lie to me or hide their emotions from me. Dear God, Ash. And with that, he launched himself at his mother and father, wrapping the hands around the round of them. The next day, I spent talking to Red and Cynthia, the first few information. Okay, let's just skip all this nonsense. They meet Latios. They don't freak out. You know what I mean. So now we're at um, Indigo Plateau, and they're getting ready to register for this tournament. They went up to the desk to register Ash, Paul, Chase, Gary, and Alan were the ones taking part in this tournament. Hello, how can I help you? The nurse joined the front desk ass. Yes, me and my friends are going to register for the tournament. I think I might skip because they just introduced themselves as um, the elites. Do you all have partners? She asked, blushing. At my wife, Paul and Chase are together as are Eric, Gary, and Island. However, can we, please, can we please have three more rooms for our friends and our parents? Of course, she said, going under her desk and keys. Tournament introductions start in one hour, so go unpack until you are cub. It's called, she told them. Why, hello there, beautiful. What is your name? A voice in the group. A voice that none of them wanted to hear. When Ash turned and turned around, he met the faces that haunted them. Brock, Misty, Dawn, Iris, Silian, Serena, Clement, and Dahlia were all standing there with smiles on their faces. Are they just one unit now? Have they stopped being individuals and they're just one unit? <sighs> Ash thought that Brock was talking to her showing, so the man grabbed Latias's hand and pulled her to him. He snapped when Latias forgot her hand in pain and from where he was holding her. Get your hands, get your dirty pervert hands of my wife, Ash yelled, moving up to Brock and hitting him in the face. Dear God, Ash, when did you become an edgelord? How can a beauty like that be married to you? Wow, Brock. Oh, right, you're not Brock. You know what, let's not, let's call these characters, basically, Let's just call them what they are. This isn't Brock, so he is now not Brock. This girl is the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen. He thought perfect by his side. He didn't think Susan would ever store someone like this. Because she loves me and I love her, she's also pregnant. I'm the father. Now, if you see you near my wife or touching my wife, then I will put you six feet under the ground. Not Ash yelled and not Brock's face. The man had not changed. He was still a pervert trying to get with girls that would never want him. Bonnie and Max had, to, had gone out of the room earlier with, with Paul and Gary. They came in, regretting doing so. Bonnie, not Clement, yelled. Max, not May, yelled. Gary, not Misty, yelled. Paul, not Don, yelled. As soon as they were shouting their names, cringed. Their siblings and people who had crushes on them as well. 
What the hell do you want? Max, a ten-year-old child, sneered at them. As Bonnie, as did Bonnie and Paul and Gary. We're here for the tournament. What are you doing here? Not Clement asked, not once taking his eyes off his sis- of his sister. We're here to support our friends and family, Bonnie said, sneering at his brother and friends. How are? You, how did you know we were coming? Not Serena asked. Not you, you fools. I'm in the group standing behind you. How do you think we've been with for all this time? Not Paul. Paul said as he, Bonnie, Max, and Gary all moved around the shocked people and to stand with, that, with Ash in their group. Red, Paul, ah, Gary, Alan, Chase, we need to have the roots ring settle in before the hour is up. A male voice behind not Brock and his friends. We are on our way, Dad. We've hit a snag. What is it, sweetheart? A female voice said. The voice is not familiar to some people in the group. People were shocked to see Norman Caroline Maple. Mom, Dad, not Maya. She had not seen her parents in years and missed them. You cannot call us that anymore. You are not my... F- you were lost that right a long time ago. Oh, God, Norman, No! No, I'm sorry, but no, that is your child. You do not get to abandon your child. She was 12. You are an adult. You should be more mature in this situation. I'm getting very angry at a fictional character. (laughs) Come on, mother. He was a weakling. He got me and Max in trouble all the time and with people. And Pokemon, he's weak. Why do you think he's not here today? Not May, said to her parents. So she knew she's the wrong thing to say. But she looked at her parents' face. You have that gall. You betrayed that poor boy. He was very strong. He got in trouble most of the time protecting you or Pokemon. Hardly did any training because he's basically helping you a lot. And you stole his Pokemon. No longer have parents or a brother. Here's a suggestion. If you guys don't like her behavior, talk to her. She's your child. I'm pretty sure letters and phones exist in the Pokemon world. Talk to your child. All I'm going to say. May, not May, ran of crying. Paul, Bonnie, Gary, come on. Even you have to see he's weak. Not Dawn said, looking at Paul with lust in her eyes. Didn't she just kind of hate Paul's guts for like most of the first season? No, we agree to what... Okay, basically, this is just... This whole thing is just... Um, May's parents hating her. And, uh, Paul telling off Dawn. Okay. Uh, what time is it? 16 minutes. I'm gonna skip a lot of this. So, we're just gonna go to, um... Just Ash's introduction. That is not all. Not only is this man the champion of all regions, he's also known as the Ultimate Ace. This is like the champion Ultimare, but since it's not a region, it's called an ace. The announcer finished. At the end of the day, they all headed to bed. I'm just skipping around because this is a very long fic, as I mentioned, and it looks like I barely moved as I scroll down. Oh, God. Okay, this part summarized. Serena yells at... Not Serena yells at Ash. And also, not Dawn, not Missy, and not Serena tried to seduce Paul, Gary, and, well, Champion, Red, Ash. It's Ash. Really, how Pokemon have, how many Pokemon have you all got? Not Clement was an inventor. Things have this always intrigued him. Okay, let's just go through the numbers, because my voice is starting to hurt. Alan has 46. Gary has 43. Paul has 58. Carolyn, Norman has 32. Carolyn has 31. 
Bonnie has 24. Max, Max is 29. Chase is 24. Has uh, Chase has 54, and Ash is 167. Dear God. Okay, Brock wants Ash's nanodex, that weird thing he invented. You can fuck right of. We are not selling these to give away. They're given us by a very nice man who was always there for me. You are not getting these, Ash told them sternly. <sighs> Basically, um, apparently Brock tries to assault, not Brock, tries to assault Latias again. <sighs> oh my god, I felt them. I'm just jumping around because this fic is long. Dear God. I have 17 minutes. I'm just gonna skip to the end. <sighs> okay. Open your ears, girl. This is Ash versus Misty. I have a spiritual energy, which is... Oh, dear God. Ash and Serena, you can try. He's, this is, a, oh, okay. A, oh, Ash created some evolutions. Let's hear it. Serena was also the best at contest, so Ash knew she was going to try and use it as well. He knew she had been coached all the girls would have the new contest, not battles. Therefore, the other group obviously had to help them. Sylveon, time to shine. Wispion, time to rev Serena summon Sylveon. Ash summoned something called Wispion. The crowd looked shocked as a purple Pokemon came from the ball. It looked to have an eye charm on its forehead. It tails and ears seemed made of a purple purple fire and its eyes were brown. What is that thing? Pokemon Serena asked, shivering. The Pokemon scared her. She admitted it was cute, but it was something that was about, about it made her scared. When she looked around the audience, she was only her friends that were feeling the same thing and not the others around them. But Serena didn't know, was, didn't know this Pokemon was able to cause fear in the hearts and minds of those it doesn't like. Since it was created, Ash had told them what the traders had done to him. Wow, indoctrinating your Pokemon. That's smart. That worked so well for Mewtwo, Zora, Lucario. Probably a bunch of other people I can't name at the top of my head. So Wispion vowed to cause fear of the ones who caused pain its partner. He is not Nid. This is Wispion, a ghost Eevee evolution. Being kind to the Eevee and being in a cemetery allowed this Pokemon to be evolved. Whatever, Wispion used Fairy Wind, Serena yelled. Uh, Sylveon, I'm getting these two mixed up, I'm so sorry. Wispion used Confused Ray, Ash yelled. This move was able to block and go straight through the Fairy Wind. When it hit the Pokemon receiving it, its eyes went red and began to stumble about. Sylveon used m Disarming Voice, however, the Pokemon walked in circles, nor was Serena told to do. Are you sure you're a battle or Confused Ray? Confusing points to doing nothing. It won't be able to hear you and it can't do moves. It is stuck until I take it down. Now Wispion, you Shadow Ball, Ash yelled. The purple ball appeared at the mouth of the ghost Pokemon before firing towards the stunned Pokemon. Sylveon returned, you did a good job. Braxian, your time to shine. Fire strong against ghost types. And do you realize six on six match? You realize you can substitute your own Pokemon whenever you want? Oh no, I forgot about that, Serena told herself. Yes, she did, and as far as one obvious reason. Weakness. Melodic. Dazzle them. Ash yelled. Melodic was to be one of the most beautiful Pokemon in the world. Smooth Arena admired how well cared for it was, or admired how strong it looked. Yada, yada, yada. Ash is good Pokemon. Braxton used Will-O-Wisp. Millix used Darmic. Mil I'm just going to read the battle moves and whatever conversation Ash comes out of Ash and Serena's mouth. Melodic used a serving voice. Melodic used Aqua Ring. 
Braxian, return. You need a rest, Serena said before moving another ball. Serena, you are down to run Pokemon, the referee said. Pancham, come on out. Melodic, return. Any preferences? Ash asked. A legendary, she told him. She thought it was weak training there for a legendary Pokemon could be weak. Very well then, Mewtwo. Let's show them. How the hell did you get that? Only me and my friends would even see that Pokemon. In your answer to your question, I rescued him quite a few times. Actually, something bad happened in my life when he really told me he wanted to join me. And the answer to your second question, human, I come to choose with this man. I do not know you, but I know most of you travel and I find myself disgusted in you, Mewtwo asked. How is it talking? Someone yelled. Mewtwo is a he, not Nit. Too, he's a very strong, legendary Pokemon. He's power of telepathy, which is speaking in the mind of others how most legendaries talk. Why are you disgusted? We have done nothing, not Brock said as he looked at the Pokemon. Just go, Serena, Ash said. Panchan used Stone Edge. Mewtwo jump over the stones in Orosphere. Panchan used Karate Chop. Mewtwo uses Myth. Yada, yada, yada. Panchan fucking dies. Is that even fair? The ref nodded his head. Do not fret. It only lasts for one turn, so forget to send the attack. Swear off right about now. Mewtwo used Psych Strike. Panchim is unable to battle. Victory goes to red. More people were relaxing. Uh, whole family support. And Ash is touching the baby bump again. And now who we're up against? Oh, okay, we're up against Brock. Aaron, show him your aura. Brock used Onyx. Onyx used Rock Tomb. Jump up and use extreme. I'm just gonna... What's our time? 23. Look, I'm nearly done, so I'm just gonna keep... I'm gonna skip. Okay, let's just get Ash's victory announced. Ladies and gentlemen, I may present you the new trainer of this competition and the Pokemon Master of the World, Rotoshi Chiyoto Arriges and the Altimore Ace. He was excited. It was time to show him who he really was. When did you get into Pokemon training? You must have been in this for a long time. Someone from the crowd asked. <laughs> you know what? Let's just get to the reveal. Well, that means a lot. Well, I can tell you everything people are they're stupid and you must definitely prove them wrong. Better yet, I can show you the right here. What are you talking about? We have never even seen you. We only heard about Red Satoshi on TV. Maybe, maybe, but you see, after the day I was adopted, I changed my name. See, what note was me? Well, then, what is your name? Delia asked. She one of those persons thought was accusing something they would not do. My fake name is Red Satoshi, but my real name is Ash Maple, Ash said. You want to see if they figured it out, but the looks face didn't. That still doesn't ring any bells, Ash Brock said with a sneer. Of course it doesn't. Remember Ash Ketchum? They froze for a minute. I know that name. Yes, he was a fat trainer. He was a fantastic trainer to part in all the challenges. He, uh, he, he never won them, but he was really close, but he disappeared for years over. I'd bring him up. Ash now stood for the audience. Cameras with black hair, brown eyes, and faint zigzags on his cheeks. What he normally looked like. I brought it up because my name is Ash Ketchum. I was betrayed by this group. This includes all the people I've traveled with and my ex-mother. How are you able to hide your appearance like that? Someone asked. It's easy. Aura and another little secret I have to tell you. Oh, Ash, we've been worried sick about you. Not Delia caters to her son for a bit. Get your hands off my son, Delia. Red shows up. My real name is Latias, the legendary... I'm just speeding through this. I'm so sorry. I'm tired of this fic. What creature have you give up? Must be your most. You cannot love this thing. In love with you and you were in love with. Okay, do not call my wife a creature. And two, I've never loved you. I was in love with Latias long before I met you. 
So, you're some kind of vampire, the audience asks. It seemed to be a child. No, I mean to say I'm no longer po human. I'm a Pokemon. Ash, uh, <clears throat> Ash uh, transformed, shows off five years later. A lot happened past five years when investing was a group. Never heard of the traitors again. Missy and the others who've been gym leaders were no longer so because of what they all did. Researchers won't take them on. Judges won't allow them to contest or battles, and nurses won't let any of them, let any of them heal. So basically, we're going to ruin these kids' lives for all eternity because they're manipulated by an adult. Hooray! I'm so sorry I sped through this. I am just tired of this fic. I'm tired of my childhood characters being bashed. I probably should have... The boy, Ash and Ladia, sought hard on what they would name their son, who they had. One girl named one boy named ended up having two. The boy was Red Maple. Uh, after Ash's father, Ash dropped the name Red Satoshi after revealing who he really was, but he did not become Ash Ketchum. Kept the name Ash Maple. His wife was called Melody Maple, Latias, and all of his children be named Maple with Maple. Red was the double of his father, from the wild hair to the zigzags on his cheeks, but he did his mother's amber eyes mixed with the brown, and his hair color was lighter than Ash's. He had tan skin like his mother, and it was a combination. <coughs> Of the two of them. The girl was the younger of the two, even if just by a few moments. They named her Stephanie Maple. And she was a splitting image of her mother. Ash was very with. She had her amber eyes, flashes of warm brown in them. She had no zigzags on her cheek, but she did have quite messy hair. Not in the way it wasn't nice, but it was messier. Unlike her brother, though Stephanie got pale skin. Not a pale skin to make it look like she was not well, but quite a bit paler than her brother. Both from her mother's chosen human form. Both twins were showing their Pokemon sides as well. Both were psychic and had the power of telepathy. The twins were five. Ash and Lavius had another kid named Steve. Steve! <coughs> Latias was also pregnant with the fourth child. Oh, dear God. How many kids are these people going to have? Paul and Chase had got married. And they had two nor adopted two newborn twins, both boys. The mother had died in childbirth and never chance to name them. Father left the, mother for, the father left before birth. So when Chase and Paul walked in, one kept the twins and chose a name for them. One was named Tony Shinji and the other was Bruce Shinji. After getting married, Chase became Shinji which he was proud of. The twins were now two and had a wanting to adopt more. Gary and Alan got married. Uh, they got married four years ago and adopted. They had a one-year-old girl named Hannah who lost her parents in a home invasion. She took them right away and they wouldn't leave her. She was now three years old and named Hannah Oak. Alan took Gary's name. Wanted to be rid of everything he'd done in the past and start anew. Uh, there was little Seth Oak, who was newborn when he was adopted. His parents leaving without a name, and hours after birth. Hannah took to a big sister quickly, and now one years old. Bonnie and Bonnie and Max are engaged, have no children, but they're getting engaged, ready to plan, ready, uh, getting and planning to get married next year. Both of them also not want to have children in a few years' time. Brad and Cynthia had children, uh, giving Ash some step siblings, and Amy Ketchum, Daniel Ketchum, two, Amy's five. Both parents are very young and planning on more children in the future. Carolyn and Norman have one child and they're all planning on having. They were now in their 40s and they were shocked to even have another child. It's a little girl named Marie Maple and she was now three. She looked like her mother. Ashes of the champion of all the regions. Paul, Chase, uh, Gary were all elites. Bonnie went into Pokemon styling. Max went into Pokemon researching. Red and Cynthia stayed in the Lola. Yeah, this is obvious in Four Sun and Moon. 
That's not what happened to his birthman. He did not care. He did not care that his ex friends were suffering while he was not. Wow, Ash, you're a sociopath. Ash, maybe. But he was too much to ask. And he would not be Ash Maple if they went and harmed him himself. All in all, everything was good for Ash. Loving family we loved dearly. He had uh, true friends that were leaving him like a Pokemon. All Ash could think was he had a new life. Thank God it's over. I'm so sorry I skipped out near the end. <coughs> this fic is long, and it took me a very long time to actually complete this chapter. So, um, nearly 30 minutes of me talking. So, I'm going to have some dinner. I'm going to give you the outro, and then hopefully by later, we'll have a new story to read that is not as long. Okay, if you do have suggestions, rules, no porn, no torture fix. Light angst, please. Thank you. Oh, let's go.